welcome to another brand new episode of the Minigames Podcast. Uh, we're here with episode 47, ever closer to 50. Do we know what we're doing yet? No! Uh, it wouldn't It wouldn't be the Minigames Podcast if we weren't just horribly unprepared for everything that we say we're going to do. Um, hi, hello, I'm your host, Mike. With me, like always, is your co-host, Keith. The day we get our shit together will be the day the podcast ends. Honestly, you're probably not wrong. <laughs> uh, it's like you know what we, we're we've got everything together. This is our peak. Let's fucking this is it done donezo right here. Yep, yep. That, that's where we're at. And uh, I guess it's probably where we should preface where I guess for the time being we'll be in every other week podcast. Or yes, um, for the- we are transitioning temporarily uh, from weekly to every other week bi-monthly i guess would be the be appropriate bi- bi-weekly i guess no bi-weekly would be twice a week oh is it i thought it was there i thought yeah. it was like every other week oh dang it no no bi-weekly uh it would be it would be twice a week wow maybe i get paid uh, bi-monthly then. yeah if you are if you are on a like me at my job i am on a bi-monthly uh paycheck schedule so i get paid on the 7th and 22nd of each month so that yeah that is bi-monthly so yes we we release two podcasts a month because there are four weeks in a month traditionally so instead of four podcasts a month you are now getting two which would now make us bi-monthly wow and something new the math checks out um but yes uh keith is still very much uh building a house uh from the ground up but this time just the inside of the house yeah um he is also almost a dad. Almost. So, yeah, still prepping with that. So just, you know, to lighten the load on mostly Keith, uh, <laughs> we, we are transitioning from actually only Keith. Uh, we are transitioning from uh, from a podcast every week to a podcast every other week, yeah. which, uh, which is honestly fine. That gives us more time to still not know what we're doing for episode 50. Yeah. So that's very good. Yeah, it gives us more time to give lackluster content. Oh, well, okay, dude. I was, wow. All right. <laughs> that was, you know, I, that one, that cut me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. That one just a tad hurt. Uh, <laughs> you're not wrong, but it hurt hearing it. So <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, whatever. But uh, hi, hello. Uh, video games and things. Uh, so before we get into it, I have something I would like to plug. Ooh. I would probably normally save this until the end. Uh, no, we got to come in but hot. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, coming in hot. So I have started a, uh, a venture, we'll call it. Uh, and this venture is called, uh, bootleg video game t-shirts, but like, not like bootleg in the sense of like, you're buying a Mariah Carey shirt outside of the Mariah Carey concert. Uh, this is going to be a little bit more professionally done. Words will be spelled correctly. Um, and it will be of evolving video games that you think are, well, that I especially think are cool. Uh, so if you want you should do me a large favor and go follow manabomb.exe on Instagram. Um, it's called Manabomb. That is the the name of this little venture. 
uh, our first drop. By the time you are listening to this, like if you listen to this the second this podcast launches, you will still have a couple of hours. But uh, as of 12 p.m. Central Standard Time on Friday, May 14th, uh, drop one will be live. It is a Republic Commando drop, so something that Keith, I'm sure, is very excited about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, first drop is Republic Commando. Uh, it is going to be limited to 30 shirts unless they sell out like fucking immediately. Then I'll probably be like, no, wait, <laughs> there's more. There's more. Yeah. Um, but who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll play that one by ear. But as of right now, limited to 30 shirts. Uh, they're going to be like 20 bucks. So, you know, nothing too crazy. Uh yeah, just go follow the Instagram. The link to buy the shirts will be there. Um, if you're listening to this and don't want to go to the Instagram, which you should, please give me a follow. I like analytics. Uh, manabombexe.bigcartel.com is the website. Uh, yeah, it should be fun. Uh, this is going to be this is basically like a test run, uh, seeing how well this does. If it sucks, I just forget this ever happened and then never do it again. Um, if it if it goes well, I, I I do more cool shit. If it does do well, I already have some ideas uh, down the line. I have an entire uh, iPhone notes app version of like what I want to do in the future for it. So should be cool. Uh, yeah, manabomb.exe on Instagram. Check it out. Should be cool. Should be sweet. Okay, I think what the first design is already on there, so you can go take a look at it. Yeah, you can look at the, uh, the the Republic Commando design right now on the Instagram. Uh, it is it is there. Yep, looks very cool. I, I dig it, and I'm grabbing one. And I've heard, I've heard a few people saying I will get one too. So if it's I mean it's I limited, I definitely hope they do. Oh, I definitely hope they do too. And if it is uh, if it's limited to thirty, jump on it quick. Yeah, uh, best case scenario for me, not for you, is that it, by the time you are listening to this podcast, it is sold out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Realistically, it probably won't be, but, you know, buy, buy a fucking shirt. Yeah. It'll be cool. Um, I'm literally going to be putting basically like, all the money I make off of this if I end up making any money into just making more shirts. Because the benefit of having, like, an adult job is not really, like, having to worry about that. Yeah. Like, like this isn't like, like, oh no, I need this to do well because it is my source of income. Uh, this is some straight up for funsy shit. And I mean, if I make enough to where I can occasionally buy like a video game or two every once in a while, that's sick too. And then it comes back to the pod. Yeah, there you go. It all works out. It's a, it's a big, it's a big synergistic ball of goo. Yeah, it's here. like an ecosystem. Yeah, exactly. Um, the everything is like everything is like a large whale and mana bomb and mini games are barnacles on said whale dang no all right okay dang. i was like i was like no i was <laughs> yeah, like i'm a fuck i was like dang if that's the case and am i like a freaking remoraid or something just kind of latching onto the whale <laughs> uh you are a uh you are a piece of kelp in the teeth of the whale dang I, i'm not even the remoraid uh, well, what's even the name of the real fish? I just know it's the Pokemon is Remoraid. What's the name of the real fish? Uh, fish. Screw it, it's Remoraid. 
Yeah, dude, fucking Pokemon's real life. I just, I, I fucking, uh, I forgot Rainbow. where I was. Yeah, I for, I'm just trying to think like where I was. I think it was at like a PetSmart or something with my girlfriend. And you know how they have like the rodent section? Mm -hmm. I'm a fucking moron and like, I guess I, I had one of my... Well, that one of those, like, I don't, uh, I'm just like, no filter. I'm just going to let whatever pops into my brain immediately come out of my mouth without doing any of the cross, like the, the checking that should happen before that. Which was? I just saw, I saw mice and I went, oh, Rattata. And like, <laughs> I got the weirdest fucking look that I've ever gotten. And I was just like, no, okay. <laughs> I was like, sure. All right. Well. And she's like, what are you talking about? I was like, no, it's like, you know. It's, I was uh, about to say, she probably had, like, very little context of what you were saying. Yeah, she was like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah, you know the fucking, it's, <laughs> it's the rat, it's the rat. We just got to find out if it's a boy or a girl, see what it falls to, you know? Yeah. You oh, know, no, that's freaking Nidoran. Oh, God. I, oh, man. Bro, that, wow. Oh, this is hard. Life is hard. All right, this is the last episode of the Minigames Podcast. Cool. I can't believe you just fucking did that shit Yeah, we, we actually never made it to 50, so. I mean, I'm honestly surprised we made it to 47, so you know what? <laughs> it took us long enough. This is the Hitman episode. Oh. Oh. I, Yo. I like it. Let's fucking go. We're going to get fucking shot in the back of the head. <laughs> and maybe choked by someone in a fucking chicken suit or some <laughs> dumb bullshit. <laughs> oh. Yo, honestly, that's that's how I want to go, I think. I just want to I always want a fucking bald man in a chicken suit to just come up and end my shit. You know, I always said like I want to go by like getting my neck snapped by like Chun-Li like like with her legs. Maybe this might be the better option. I, you know, I think we're on some sort of like same wavelength here because I have also <laughs> actively thought of if I wanted to die it would be by a Street Fighter character but mine would be Cammy. <laughs> I mean if, if there's any way to do it if there's any way to do it or it might be like getting like suffocated by Lady D which is a, a good segue thing. Yeah. I just yeah I, I just also before yeah se good segue I just want to mention that I had that Cammy thought literally yesterday. Oh, so wow. <laughs> I was looking at Street Fighter things and I was just like yeah, I'd I'd let I'd let Cammy just fucking crack my skull like a fucking egg with those eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. But um we'll say uh I'd say what have you been playing and we'll answer that with I already know the answer. Yeah, um Street Fighter Five. Yeah. <laughs> I've been uh <laughs> so uh I've been playing and beat as of yesterday. Uh as of recording this, so it'd be Tuesday, the eleventh, that I beat it. Uh, played and beat Resident Evil Village. So, since I, it will be a long time since I made able to play it. Yeah, one day, one day you'll get yeah, to that. It, game. It'll be on a day. Um, yeah, give me the give me the thoughts without without ruining the game. All right. Um, so here is my spoiler free. Uh, official mini games podcast review of uh, Resident Evil Village. All right, all right. It's good. Uh, moving on now. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, you heard it here first. Um, it's been episode forty-seven of the mini games podcast. <laughs> have a good one. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, 
but uh yeah i i think it's a good game um it doesn't come without so you know without gripes that i have with it of course i think i think the strongest parts of this game are very very heavily front-loaded um this isn't really a spoiler to say per se but the first part of the game is basically lady dimitrescu's castle mm-hmm. uh, and that is i think some of the most compelling stuff that is in that game uh i think lady dimitrescu and her daughters are great fucking characters like you know you know yeah there's the like, oh she's fucking hot or whatever like you know whatever she's the nine foot tall vampire mommy but mm-hmm. i think just like in general she's just a very strong character um, the development that she gets to like her part and like the stuff that they you, you you find out more about her as the game progresses and you like fight other bosses and things like that you find more about Lady Dimitres specifically. Right. Um, I think that's some of the that's some of the most Resident Evil that this game is because you know I was about to say like, so, you know that like that just sounds very Resident like they're very good at like fully understanding like whatever your main antagonist is. Yeah, like sub out the mansion for Lady Dimitrescu's castle and you basically have that same thing. Uh Lady Dimitrescu is the uh is this game's like Mr. X, this game's Nemesis. This game's Alexia. Um, yeah, it's just Ashford. it is she is she is only the first boss of the game. So it is a very contained part of it. Um like, the game goes places. I like what it does with it, but I, I think the Lady Dimitrescu section is by far the most like interesting part of the game. Right, right. That, that I've heard a little bit of that too. I've kind of tried to stay away from it because obviously I'm gonna play it eventually, and I'm heavily yeah like neck deep in Resident and all things Resident Evil. Um, but what I've, I guess my little prediction is like, okay, this is the way they're advertising her to look, which means she's gonna fucking transform into something else that's like a monster hideous. And I can like, oh yes, yeah. So like, it's it's a given. And I came to that okay realization sometime. Or I think it was at the end of Code Veronica when I was like, okay, if your main villain is a human, it ain't gonna be for long. Yeah, it definitely follows that formula. Um, every boss in the game, save for one, has a transformation. Okay. So it's it's very Resident Evil, right. In that sense. Um, and I, I, I think, you know, Lady Dimitrescu's castle is the most Resident Evil of the sections of that game because this is like, is that like find item gate? It's the, it's the find the weird shaped object that fits into this one specific hole in the fucking the, thing section. To open the next door to get to the next area that backtracks around all that stuff. Exactly. There's, that's, that's basically Lady Dimitrescu's castle. This is like, this is a Resident Evil game. And then it becomes more of like, I feel weird saying linear because Resident Evil games, in a sense, are generally kind of linear. They just give you like a big Depends area to play game, around yeah. in, in that linearity. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, like you do get options. Like there is, you know, it's Resident Evil Village, so the whole game takes place in this village. Right. And like in between acts, we'll call them, like each of like the quote unquote sections where you go through an area, like a themed area, and fight the boss of that area. There's the village proper. Which, you know, you can run around, and as you progress through the game, uh, you can find treasures and money that you spend on uh, the shopkeeper to buy your weapons mm-hmm. and things like that. 
Um, so yeah, it, it has a different structure to it. Uh, I will say this Resident Evil 8 to Resident Evil 7 is what Resident Evil 4 was to OG Resident Evil. Like this, like this is first person Resident Evil's Resident Evil 4 in that they, they this is also one of my gripes with it, is that they lean so hard into the action. Like, like borderline. I don't think different game. Like, sort of like I played it on uh, normal. I think I ran out of ammo completely like once in the entire game. So there's not really the, there's survival horror to it. Yeah, and there is a section at the very end of the game that is straight up Call of Duty zombies. Like, that's how much, like, fucking around you get to do with guns. Like, like it's did it kind of remind bonkers you, bullshit. Remind you of, uh, of the hospital scene in, um, or the hospital segment in 3 Remake? Uh, well, you know, fuck, you know it's so hard. Right? Yeah, it's just, this is just so hard to talk about without getting into, like, this section in particular okay. is hard to talk about okay. without getting into, like, spoilers. I'll, I'll just say it's just like they give you a lot of fucking bullets <laughs> like it's, it's it, but but it's also a lot of fun too i'd imagine right oh it's it's like super satisfying because you are fighting like 10 times more enemies than you normally see coming at you so it's like like it's warranted that you get that you get they give you like so much fucking you get ammo you get fucking grenades and right. shit like they make it borderline doom i guess something basically like that's what i'm saying like resident evil goes fucking full cod zombies for like yeah. a good section of the game which i think is a lot of fun um well I mean, it's just like I, I think it just leads into like the whole like it, it feels less survival horror and i saw that there was something that said uh i think one of the developer has said they based resident evil 8's like horror factor off of like RE7 being too scary for people and I was like oh, gotcha. I don't even think 7 was like that scary right. honestly uh, well I mean I think something like that is only a problem if that's what's going forward you know like that if they keep like a segment like that as like a staple for like that game then it's kind of like okay like hey remember in this moment that happened and remember in this game they did something different almost like Pokemon you know like each generation yeah. has like its quirk, you know, and some of it's for better or for worse. So it just depends on what they do going forward. Now, if it yeah goes to and that's where I start to get worried, right? Because it just depends on what Capcom's they do. track record with the Resident Evil series. Uh, they went full fucking wacko bonkers by the time six came out, and I don't want to see this game do that. Like, like this series do that again because. We all know how well received five and six were, right? Um, but you know they they do set up some stuff at the end uh, of this game that there's going to be some definite changes whenever they do decide to put out um, a new Resident Evil game. Mm -hmm. So, um, so there's there's room there. There's room, um, you know. There, I, I there's a lot that I do like about this game. Like, I think one of my favorite things is the setting. I think this. I think the setting for Village is fucking incredible. Um, I've. I, I don't know if I, I don't think I've said this on the pod before, but I've definitely said it to people that my favorite Resident Evil is when they don't rely on zombies. Um, granted, they like the zombies get swapped out for lichens in this sense. They're just you know mostly werewolf people, right? But I think 
I think it's really cool that like you can stray away from just typical like oh zombies and whatever it is but um i just think it's cool it's different it get, it just gives them a reason for them to be like fast and agile and sometimes man when you've only got like a couple of rounds in your pistol left when those things are like moving at you like super fucking quick you're just like it there's some tension there because you're just like oh fuck i'm about to get i'm about to get fucked up right now but uh it's cool and i i think uh i think the shopkeeper in this game is really good he's he's really good uh he even flat out makes a reference to the shopkeeper from resident evil 4 which i think is oh, that's nice cool. um so you know you can you buy weapons you up you can actually upgrade them you can find parts to you know give them like extended mag or like more damage and things like that but then you can just like flat out spend money on stats and stuff uh, bosses drop loot that you can sell for money. So there's some different. Things. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, they brought mercenaries mode back for this, so that's fun. I fucked around with that for a little bit yesterday. Um, mercenaries mode, God, it's a lot of fucking fun, dude. The shot, the shotgun in Resident Evil, like, as much as like I'm like I was just bitching about like oh, I hope it doesn't become too like action oriented. Mm -hmm. That's one of the it's one of my favorite shotguns in game and man that thing that thing kills shit real good. <laughs> I mean that's usually how it works in Resident Evil except for except for, for some reason Code Veronica. Yeah, yeah, you were having a lot of fun with that game. Uh, yeah. Good job. Yeah, I think uh, I think Resident Evil Village is a good game, man. Uh. It was a lot of fun. It's it's mad short. It is wicked fucking short, short which like isn't like a bad thing because I definitely I started also last night after I played um, Mercenaries for a little bit. I started a playthrough on the hardest difficulty, Village of Shadows, because I unlocked unlimited ammo for a couple of guns, and I was like, "Fuck it, this sounds stupid." Um, so I decided to do that, um, and it's hard as fuck. So that's. <laughs> That's a fun little challenge for me. You know, just it's, it's something different. I think the fact that it's so short lends itself to that re replayability. I beat it in eight and a half hours. So, right. And that's something that's not like, a crazy, not a, that's something that like Resident Evil has always kind of fallen back on to. Like, okay, now you know what to do. Now try to do it faster. Speed run it. Now do um, pretty much it's like, okay, now there's like your tofu mode, like whatever dumb stuff they come up with. Yeah. Like your Wesker yeah, exactly. mode, like random things like that, you know? Yeah, you know, I saw a lot of people being like, "Oh, this game's like super fucking short," but I'm just like, "Not, not there aren't many like long Resident Evil I mean, games." Most Resident Evil playthroughs, first time around, is between what like ten and twelve hours. Yeah, and this is only like a couple of hours less. And granted, like there was like I did a lot of the exploring in the game, so I don't know if there was much else I could have actually done to like pad out that playtime a little bit. But I I didn't beat the game feeling like oh that would like that's it like I I don't have I didn't have that feeling at all right which is which, like, I've definitely had that for short game yeah like I felt like I was like okay like it felt right which is which is good um, I don't know if I could play a game like a Resident Evil game for like twenty hours or something like that that sounds like a fucking slog <laughs> yeah uh, which is what it feels like right now when I'm playing Zero <laughs> ah the the best one <laughs> you know i go i'm so torn on how i feel about that game um i guess i'll lean into that because it's kind of leads into what i've been playing like sure there's times where i feel like okay you know i'm getting the hang of this i'm like 
getting the rhythm back. I, I like it. I'm enjoying what's happening. And there's other times where I'm just like, does this actually matter? And yeah, I just, oh, I don't know about it. Uh, one of the things you were there for it when, uh, when Hayashi on my stream came through and was like, yo, you know, you can like control both characters with both thumbsticks, right? And it's like, wait, you can what? Straight up blew my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that instantly like brought enjoyment factor up higher. And then there's kind of something. And it sucks that they don't tell you that. Yeah, there's a couple things I wish were like specifically stated out because I mean it's only in that game, you know, it's not like it's a given, you know. Um so every once in a while there's something like that that like brings up my my enjoyment value of it but overall i'm like mm, i don't think it's one of my favorites though yeah I, I think resident evil zero is definitely a case of like let's try something different and then them being like let's not do that again here you, yeah it's just like uh, well you know they kind of did it again i mean i guess you can say that five probably took what zero did yeah. you know with like multiple characters but made it better I and mean, then that's probably good because it's more action-based like i mean what these zero does do is a six of the survival horror and i think having two characters doing that together is just not really the way to go i think yeah so having two characters playing back and forth i mean think of it that was also coming out in like the time of like army of two and like things like that were a thing you know gears of war like you know having you know literally two people there having each other's back you know when five was a thing it was coming on like that era of action games yeah and i think it's just like you're su it's surprising how like little things add up because like you know when you change characters in zero there's like that little that moment of like you switching between them the you know what i mean yeah and it's just like it takes just long enough to where it makes like there's something in your brain that's just like, I don't, I, I want to switch characters as little as possible. Yeah, what I found myself doing is leaving one character idle in a, in a room that's like safe and like basically playing it like it's a normal Resident Evil game. Which like defeats the whole purpose yeah, of the exactly. game. Because it's like, it's like, it's cool that they, that it's like that, you know, like I like the idea of like, oh, any of the characters can die like at any time. Mm -hmm. But then it just fucking sucks when you're like trying to do something on tribal tattoo guy, on, on a mother love guy. Yeah, and then like the the girl is just like, oh, I'm just getting eaten over here. Like, yeah, you really gotta find whatever. You really gotta find like the safe room to leave them in. Which for the most part, if you can save in there, that's okay. But I'm just, I don't know, something about it is just not resonating with me. Yeah. um... Resident Evil Zero is just like one of those few games where I'm just like, I mean, I think I even said it to, to you. I was just like, ah, I think you can probably just skip that, mm -hmm. that one, right? And I mean, I feel like at this point you're probably too far in to even like consider that anymore. Like, yeah, everyone on stream, like you have to see it through. I think at this yeah, point, everyone on stream tell me I'm probably like a, right around halfway, and and I kind of like loosened up my stream schedule because I mean, the whole point of playing these like was to try to like speed run them through until i until i can get to a village before village comes out uh, which you're a little bit late for that exactly you know maybe not a good idea doing that right while moving <laughs> we can 
missing yeah, that three was weeks of gaming. Not the best planning on your part. Definitely not. Um, so now that village is out, I'm like, do I really have to like try to keep grinding on it? Probably not. Well, I mean, that's definitely a good way to like make yourself like the game even less too. Yeah. So uh, because if, I mean, Resident Evil is like one of those games where it's just like if you try to like go through it quicker. You're gonna like fuck up and die more often, and that game plays slowly as it is already with those fucking controls. That like starting over, like from like a checkpoint, like if I lost a significant amount of progress in, in a Resident Evil game, I probably just would not play it anymore. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And and there's times where I kind of do feel like that as well too, especially with the fucking monkeys. Ah, monkey! Oh, I hate that thing. <laughs> oh god, they're the worst. Uh, so in my time I've been doing that and then I started sprinkling in stream every other day Republic Commando nope hey leading, yo leading back into uh to your merch drop so game is sick and I'm really bad I forgot like how bad I am at like squad control games where it's like hey group up go go scavenger go see over here I just forgot how bad I am with, like, squad management. Yeah, well, I, I like that game came out at a time, too, where it's just, like, it's not good squad management. Like, It's very simple. It's very, very yeah, simple. Yeah, it's... Also, like, just, just from watching you play it, like, I'm, I'm a little bit removed from, like, Republic Commando and, like, how long it's been since I played it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned it to you last time you were streaming, but I was like, man, these guys talk an awful lot. Yeah, see, and that was one of the ones I did remember. Because, like, I just remember... Like, the game doesn't really have many cutscenes, you know? Um, like, they're very much very much cinematics. Like, it'll show, like, your slow, like, okay, here's, here's your mission on the hologram. And then it'll give you, like, a text screen with, like, okay, this is what you're doing. But, like, I remember most of learning about the characters getting attached to them through their, like, banter and their shit talking and all that. Like, I remember them talking a lot, and they do. Yeah, it's but, just, like, I don't know how many times I can just hear... Get yourself some back to soldier. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like things like that. But there's also the moments where like you're on your own too, which um, right after you get off Geonosis at the very beginning, you know, I don't, I really don't care about spoilers. This game been out for so long. Uh, it's, it's, it's an older <laughs> game. Yeah. You can say whatever the fuck uh, you want, man. It did just get re-released. So I guess there's a new generation. I'll, I'll, I'll tread lightly, but if I, I'm not going to worry too much about myself this slip. Um, motherfucker. It's a, it's a re-release. You can spoil the shit out of yeah, this game. There's a whole generation of people that probably didn't play it. Um, so like okay, dude. after after you uh, get off Geonosis, you're like pretty much trying to destroy like a droid depot, and you're like straight up just like on your own. And part of it's cool because it's different. The other part it's like frustrating because again, it's a squad based game, but you're on your own. So if you go there's if you go down, no one's gonna pick you up. You die, you just die and restart from your last save point. You know. Um, I mean. It's it's a different dynamic. I like that the game has, you know, your running guns and it's also got your stealth or what I guess your stealth in quotations. Really, you're just moving you're just moving slower. Um, I mean, it's Republic Commando. Game is sick. Delta Squad is sick. I want more Delta Squad in canon. Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, so, I uh, yeah. I sh- I want to fire up Republic Commando again. Uh, obviously have a lot of love for that game uh it's good shit it is yeah that's my first time playing it since the last time uh which was ooh, i don't even know how many years ago 
a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a lot. It's definitely been. It's definitely been at least like six years since I last touched Republic oh, Commando. More, for it's sure, it's definitely been more for me. Um, it was it was. I haven't played Republic Commando since the original Xbox. I'll put it to that way. Oh yeah, that's that's been a hot fucking minute. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, while we're still on the subject of games that we've been playing, uh, one thing that I did want to mention that I've been playing before we move on is I've been playing a little bit of a uh, new Pokemon Snap. Ooh, ooh, yeah, give me a few minutes of that. Um, it's definitely more Pokemon Snap. Uh, it is a game that I could really only play for like a little bit at a time because it is for sure more Pokemon Snap. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not the most very simple formula game. yeah, yeah it's not, it's not the most engaging gameplay so it's just like it's not something that i want to sit there and play for like hours on end like i can do with resident evil because it's literally like i think i ran the same map like three times in a fucking row <laughs> so it's just like it's shit like that um what i do like about that format though it's a very good like pick it up play for a few minutes do like a round or two and then i'm just like cool i could do other things now like it's it's very good for that yeah and then just get um, back to it whatever you feel like throughout the day exactly like, I, like the good thing game. about that exactly like the thing i like about pokemon snap whereas like a game like resident evil i don't feel like i have to play pokemon snap extensively like oh resident evil village i feel like i have to fucking play through that thing you know what mm -hmm. i mean like i have to see what the end of this game is like I ha there's a story to it uh there's like there's characters that i care about and it's just like with pokemon snap like i guess there's a story there but like who gives a shit <laughs> and like, <laughs> that's not like, what straight we're up, like, like straight up who gives a fuck like i'm just here to take pictures of grookey like <laughs> like that's all i want uh yeah that's, that's all i do is like i log on take my silly little pictures of grookey and then i'm like cool i'm gonna fuck off now um but one thing i do like about the new pokemon well some things i like about it um uh, it looks fucking so good it looks incredible yeah i hear it's like, like one of those like how do they get this to run on the switch with like barely any hiccups i don't even think it's more of that like i think it looks like it it, it definitely looks like a switch game but it, it's got this like this art style to it it's like in between pokemon sword and shield and like some like cartoony looking thing like it's like it's not cell shaded but it's not like it's so hard to describe it. It just, it just looks really fucking good, though. Mm -hmm. um, and one of my favorite features about it, they added these things called requests now. So whenever you finish a stage, you unlock the requests. And it's like, oh, take a specific picture. Take a picture of this specific Pokemon while it's doing a specific action. And then by doing that, you get something. I think you get, like, more points at the end. Because that's the thing now. Every area that you go to has a has a level now. Yeah. And every time you go up in level, things change the next time you go back there. And you raise your levels by getting a certain amount of points. You get points by taking pictures of Pokemon. That's kind of cool. Um, that, there's your replay value right there. Exactly. So it's just like, oh, uh, like, for example, the second area is like a forest slash swamp area. I just got to level three there. So now, like, Leafeon appears in a place where they, it never was before. And now I can take pictures of slacking. So it's just like stuff like that will change. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Like, like it's like you said, it keeps me. It, that's like the if, if this was just like a straight like Pokemon Snap game, like I don't think there would be enough here for me to be like, yeah, let me keep playing this. 
I think with like leveling up, they dangle just enough carrot in front of me to be like, all right, let me right, run this. Let more. me run this. Let me run this same map that I've already run four times just so I can see what's new in it. Um, and it's fucking Nintendo, man. Nintendo really knows what the fuck they're doing when, when they're making games. Um, I mean, like I, I have gone on record by saying like, I, especially now more so that I've let it sit that I, I don't think sword and shield are very good Pokemon games. Right. Um, but I fucking played through all of them. You know <laughs> what I mean? So it's just like, uh, like Nintendo knows what they're doing. They got me. Uh, they know how to get me. They dangle that carrot there just enough. And like, unlike sword and shield, which like our games, I was, I'm very been very critical about because of how fucking piss easy they are. Right. I'm getting the exact experience I wanted with Pokemon Snap. Uh, it's it's like a super fucking casual game. Like this is some baby mode casual shit, like a thousand percent. But I've been having more fun with this baby mode casual shit Pokemon Snap than I've had with Sword and Shield, which is a game that I just think was piss easy. Right. Yeah. We've spoken about that. Um, yeah. I can see that, and I, that's kind of exactly what I wanted out of it. So that's good by me. Yeah, um, I definitely recommend it. I'm not like super far into the game. I just unlocked two more areas that I can go to, because again, I, I'm I'm playing this game in bursts. Uh, I, especially now that Village came out, mm -hmm. I, I I basically have been mainlining Village. Um, and the other game I play on my Switch, I'm still chugging through Bravely Default too. Uh, turns out that game's long as yeah, fuck. Which so that's I haven't be beat your money. Uh, yeah, well, like, I, mean, I haven't beaten that yet. yet. Yeah, for sure. Um, probably plan on picking up Monster Hunter Rise soon so I can fuck around with that. Because I, I, I don't want to, as much as I want to, I don't want to wait for the PC port to come out in like a year or something like right. that. So I'm probably just going to bite the bullet and buy it on Switch. But I don't know, man. Pokemon Snap's really fucking good. I think Nintendo knocked it out of the park. I like that I could just fucking have my dumb Pokemon pictures on the go with me now. Uh, I want to see about getting that stupid ass Polaroid printer, <laughs> so, so I can print out my shit. Um, it's good, man. It's real good. Um, I was worried that I wouldn't be able to justify the sixty dollars price tag uh, on this game, but considering how I've been playing it, and like I think how long this game is going to last me, like, like even let's just say Pokemon Snap is ten hours, like Resident Evil is. I'm spreading this ten hours out over a much longer period of time than I am with Resident Evil and like the way my idiot brain works is like that's I'm getting my money's worth out of it right and you're probably gonna get more than 10 hours too so oh yeah for sure like where Resident Evil is a game that like I started playing it on Friday and I beat it yesterday playing like maybe an hour hour and a half a day to two hours on like some of the longer days to where like I'm playing like 10-15 minutes of Pokemon Snap at a time like it's just like I don't know it it's a, it's a different game, but I'm getting exactly what I want out of it, I think. It just feels more satisfying. Yeah, it definitely does. Like, uh, That's the problem with, like, story... Like, not the problem with story-based games, but it's just like, oh, I play for two hours, then I get tired. I'm like, oh, it's time for bed. But then it's like, oh, but I can tell this cool story beat is coming up. Or I can tell that I'm in for a boss fight. And I'm like, fuck, I want to keep playing, but I know I can't. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like... I, I feel unfulfilled when I have to put it down for, like, a little bit. Whereas with Pokemon Snap, I'm just like, cool, I'm going to bang out this fucking area real quick. Take some pictures. Cool, I'm fucking done. Let me go. Sounds like a fun game. It's real. 
yeah, it's 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 fucking fun. I like Pokemon Snap a lot. Um, also, great fucking game for the Switch because of the portability. That's like exactly what you want out of that. I'll, I'll I would bang that shit out on a car on a car ride any day. Yeah, I mean car ride, lunch break, whatever you want to do. Yeah, it's like it's so like you you only got a fifteen minute lunch. You can definitely knock out an area and snap in that time. So it's good shit. Nice, nice, nice. Good games. Yeah, a lot, a lot of good games. Cool. Should we transition it into a, a game that I guess we'll endorse and say you should buy for this price? <laughs> uh, all right, I'm gonna be completely honest with y'all. Uh, when we were when we were making the show doc for this, we were just like, I don't think there's any sales, and um, for the most part, I was right. And in the interest of putting something into the sales section. <laughs> um, Hello, podcast listeners. Do you have $8 you just want to throw away for no particular reason? Uh, why spend that money on a Big Mac or something when you, too, could own Mass Effect Andromeda <laughs> Deluxe Edition off Steam? It is 75% off, uh, coming in at a solid $7.50. Uh, if you want to have... Like, that's the only way you should play this game. I mean, the only way to play this game is to... Uh, have Game Pass That's and then true. download EA Play and then get Mass but, Effect Andromeda on there because it's on there. Uh, and uh, I mean, I had to put something there. If you got an extra eight bucks lying around and <laughs> you feel like having a bad time, Mass Effect Andromeda is here for you. I I know y'all have played more for a worse time, so like I I don't know if I have. <laughs> I can guarantee. Actually, yes, I have. I have paid full price for Mass Effect Andromeda, so I have played paid more for the exact same experience. I, mean, I was thinking so. something like, you, I know you paid to see a bad movie in theaters, but yeah, we'll go with that one. I'm trying to say, like, have I paid to see? I was like, yes, I've seen The Devil Inside. Yeah, that was the. <laughs> there's there's a lot of them out there. <laughs> oh man. Um, cool. So should we should we speed through these news? Because I know we spend a lot of time talking about. Resident Evil and just random things we've been playing. You want to kind of go through this news? Yeah, I want to say that ironically, this is the most about video games I think this video game <laughs> podcast has spoken of since we started. Probably. Pro God, we are we're we're cool, man. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. Let's uh let's roll through the news first. Oh, Keith, you got to do the song. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's it's been a while. It's been a while. Okay, that was my warm up. Uh, the other song. Oh, oh, my bad. Let's go to the new. Ah, uh, there it is. That's my favorite. Uh, first little bit here, real bit of quickie news. Uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. I'm assuming this is going to be in anticipation of the new Dark Alliance game that's coming out uh, in June, July, whenever that fucking game is coming out. Uh, earlier this month, uh, it was released on Switch, PlayStation, and Xbox consoles. So fucking get that shit i i'm probably gonna buy that the minute we're done recording because <laughs> i love or you know i'm you know i might not i just remembered i may or may not have that on my emulator right now oh, okay. but uh <laughs> i might buy it just for the sake of like having it on switch um because i feel like i i just want everything on switch at this point but yeah i will uh be playing some dark alliance that game that game fucks and the fact that it's uh re-release means like you said Hmm. Is this in, in unison with something? There's a good chance it is. 
I mean, yes, it is because they're they're putting out the new Dark Alliance game oh, in so like it's a month or two. Hundred percent, yes. Yes, yeah, like it's uh, this is a hundred percent because they're putting out the new Dark Alliance game in like a month or two. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> See? See? Um, and I didn't put this in the notes, but I also saw that they, I, I guess, they are probably going to put Dark Alliance 2 out also before. It's so fucked. Uh, the, they, put, they put out Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Then they're going to put out Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, re-release Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 2. And the new game that's coming out is Dark Alliance. So <laughs> should be should be real confusing. Riveting. Uh, speaking of Switch, still coming out. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Um, that game's fucking sick. And now you can play it wherever. Whatever. Uh, those are like the two little quickie ones. Uh, Keith, you want to take this next one? Pretty, pretty big deal here. Yeah, so PlayStation is partnered up with Discord. I remember a few, well, I guess months ago, probably at this point. Uh, we were talking about, you know, the Microsoft was rumored to kind of have a partnership going there. Yeah, well, that got declined. <laughs> and they accepted uh, PlayStation's bid to partner up. And I remember I texted this to you, and my first thought was, you know what? I like this more. Like, to, yeah, like I, this makes more sense to me. Yeah, I think this makes a lot more sense, too. Um, I would love to see the amount of zeros on the check that was cut to make this a fucking to make Discord be like, nah, we're going to go with Sony. Oh, absolutely. And uh, my main course of thinking was, oh, they'll probably improve, you know, Xbox Live on PC with console. And then I realized, wait, Sony has none. <laughs> like, Yeah, straight up. So, and obviously we've been saying Sony wants to compete with Game Pass on PC and port some games over. Probably some of that might include some crossplay. And, well, you want to talk to the people without having to rely on, like, Warzone game chat, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, this is real cool. I mean, I don't... I have become less and less of, like, a console person as time has gone on. Like, I haven't touched my PS5 even in a hot minute. I'll take it. Partly because there's there's nothing out for it at the time. I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> fuck off. Um, not after what I went through to get this PS5, alright? I just want to play Spider-Man, but okay. <laughs> But uh, you can, can't you? Uh, that's not only PS5, is it, Miles Morales? It's not, but that's where I want to play it. So that's fair. Um, yeah, it's like one thing I do remember though, like playing on PS4, was that PS5, PS4 party chat was fucking awful. Oh yeah. So I was uh very excited to see that. Oh good. So now. Sony is about to get some competent chat integration, like vo voice chat integration. And honestly, this is really cool. Um, you know, I, I was kind of like, st I was stoked on Discord possibly like working with Microsoft because like you said, like I was like, that could bring some cool stuff. Um, I just think Discord, like working with someone like that is potentially very cool. Um, I'm excited to see what what comes out of that. Like truthfully, like I would love to see more than just like chat, like, like voice chat stuff. Like I get, I get that's what Discord is. Mm -hmm. I would love to see like some cool like Discord integration with uh, Sony. Like I would love to be able to like access my like disc all the Discords that I'm in while I'm playing. Like, that'd be super fucking cool. Yeah, I mean it'd probably be like um, an app that you can just download and then yeah, load it up and then go from there. 
even like not even an app I, w I would be cool to see like what what if anything they were allowed to incorporate like if they were allowed to include anything like baseline into uh into like the ui or something like that but you know time will tell this is a very very new thing uh in terms of like 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 the timeline of when this happened but right. i'm like super pumped to see where this goes yeah same here same here so it makes more sense like i said if they if they you could just talk to random friends on any platform that makes it even better yeah for sure um also would be cool to just like if it's like full on integration, just talk with my friends that are playing on PC while I'm playing some fucking dumb shit on my like what I'm screaming about Demon Souls remake. Yeah, there you go. Uh, here's a fun little bit of news. NBC will be streaming the Olympics on Twitch. Yeah, which is you know part of I guess the future of entertainment, you know? Yeah, uh it's funny that it's it's funny that this happens because you have like you had people like what's his what's his fucking name Bill Maher, and like other people being like, oh, people just like watch other people play video games, like like you know, like basically like clowning on people for watching Twitch streams. Mm -hmm. When it's just like, yeah, but now the Olympics are on Twitch, so it's just like it's it's expanded past video games. And like to think that like it's obviously fucking stupid to think that stream people streaming on Twitch is fucking stupid because. Twitch is worth so much money. <laughs> like, like tw Twitch is worth money and has a lot of fucking money, especially since the Am like they got bought out by Amazon. Right. And my head on the first thing is, motherfucker, you could be on Twitch too. You know that, right? <laughs> Dude, my, my thing is just like, what is Bill Maher than just like a Twitch stream but on TV? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, to me, like, we talked about this before we went live. Like, the Olympics being on Twitch almost feels like the inverse of uh esports like seeing like dota and league on like espn and shit like that yeah it's like kind of natural progression yeah it feels like completely flipped like oh now like real world things are invading like what used to be video game land as opposed to the other way around now, honestly i think that's fucking cool um am i gonna watch the olympics on twitch no <laughs> like straight up i don't give a fuck but like i think it's cool that that's like a thing like especially for someone like me who like doesn't have cable and will not get cable because i don't watch tv like all my shit is on netflix hulu right. whatever like disney plus whatever streaming services i have like i don't see myself ever paying for a cable subscription or like a satellite subscription i, I i'm just not gonna do it i'm not right exactly so it's just so even if I wanted to watch the Olympics, if it wasn't for it being on Twitch, I wouldn't have a way to watch it. Right, and then you have people like specifically like in our age group that are in the same boat saying I don't need that, but they probably don't show an interest in the Olympics. I mean, it, it is a rare event; it's a big event. It's probably the only worldwide event in that scale. And, oh, for sure. And you know, it's it's history. You know, there are some Olympic moments that are like iconic. You know, if you have once in a lifetime. Alan, like Hussein Bolt or Simone Biles and things like that, you know? I hope I said her name right. I think that's her name. Um, and it's just cool, you know, sometimes to be part of history and just to witness it. And this is putting in eyeballs that would not have been there or that have lapsed from me and because they cut the cord. And ultimately, it just provides more opportunities to get people on the platform, which is really what matters at the end of the day. Like, yeah, man. I, 
it's easy to be it's easy to be like oh this is fucking dumb like you know what i mean like it's so easy to do that but i think like the people that do that like are missing out on on the point the bigger picture <laughs> yeah like the point like the bigger picture of it like here's the thing like to people like bill maher who think that like twitch is fucking stupid having the olympics on twitch legitimizes the platform it legitimizes the platform and opens up the opportunity um like i know like trickle down economics is like a stupid thing that i can talk about but in something like this <laughs> like it can benefit trickle down you know if someone watches an olympic event and then they're saying okay what else is here you know first time on twitch it might even it might open the door for them to check out something else and find you know a stream that they enjoy and change their review on the platform or or it's a big revenue maker on the platform with potential for growth and you know might might be able to kind of extend payouts in some way or might be able to have like twitch partners you know get a sponsored stream to like like host something on the olympics whatever it may be you know um it provides at least an opportunity for yeah, for, for like, more yeah i i like that twitch is like no longer exclusively for video games like i i have to fully like shout out to this twitch channel i've been watching uh it's called miss molly makes it's basically like a cooking show on twitch and i i watch that shit like almost religiously it's so good uh right and it's just like this this australian woman that's just like making a bunch of like sick fucking food it's, it looks so good that's pretty cool <laughs> and that's like some of my favorite shit on twitch and what i wonder okay like twitch is a big platform but in a sense, I feel like it's still borderline fragile. Not in the sense that like, it's going to go any right away, but that it does have the potential for something new and cool to come in, you know? And like, it take a lot, but it could potentially kind of uproot it. And imagine if Twitch brings over like some kind of big time, like entertainer as like an exclusive Twitch content, like say live cooking with emerald Lagasse, and it's like oh shit and like they like he brings on like you know your your molly and something like that that legitimizes her and makes her more recognizable to a mainstream audience because twitch is still it's borderline niche this yeah, this gets it out of that for borderline sure. niche um that's probably that, i think that's probably a better way to say what i was trying to say and this gets it out of that category Yeah, um, yeah. At, at the end of the day, Twitch doing shit like this, I think, is really fucking cool. The Olympics are fucking huge, no matter what I think about it. Uh, um, yeah, is this this is a, a really good way of, like you said, making something that is definitely niche in the grand scheme of things and ex making it bigger than what it was before. Um, it opens the door. I think it'd be really. Yeah, for sure. I think it could be really fucking cool man uh can't wait to can't wait to see what this does for for not only twitch but just for like other like like smaller like the smaller content creators and things like that on twitch too yeah i mean just think of like how huge and I, I, this is probably not gonna happen realistically but just think of like how huge it can be for like you know the nbc olympic stream and then all of a sudden raid even a large streamer like that's a massive audience that like that guy's now placed a like like place in front you know um, oh for sure so it's it probably won't happen that way because you know it's probably a bot running the account but there's some <laughs> there's gonna be some production involved and who knows i mean 
it's never been done before it might actually go down that way to where they just you know raid a random sports analysis account or something like that with some diy you know sports podcast doing a live uh coverage of the olympics that would change <laughs> like that that streamer's like career you know yeah, think of like like I know he was like he wasn't exactly like a small streamer before, but like look what the fucking election did for Hassan. Right, exactly. Like he was at the time, like during the election, the biggest streamer on Twitch. Right, exactly. I mean So And when you have like something like AOC coming to Twitch and like using it for really what it's for, you know. Um it's just eyeballs on the platform. That's yeah, that's really what it comes to. It's good to. shit. Yep, we'll be. Oh, uh, hey, you might even check out an event just because. Yeah, fucking who knows. <laughs> and uh, we'll move on in a series of dunks. <laughs> yeah, um, from being very positive about something, we are going into. Uh... Uh, so okay, I'm just gonna read these next three in rapid fire, just because they all speak for themselves. There's a lot to unpack here. There, yeah. there is. So uh, okay. First, Stadia's head of product position, you know, whoever, I think his name was, uh, uh, was it Justin? No, John Justice. Yeah, he's uh, he's gone. He uh, left Google. Uh, according to Epic CEO, Stadia has been scaled back significantly. And we got six uh, Google employees leaving Stadia to join uh, was it Haven Studios. Uh, that's a. Uh, Yo, straight up, what the fuck? Yeah, they're uh, having a good time over at Google. This is uh, Dude. all coming off the heels of when they, you know, cut back their in-house development studio and just uh, axed that completely. Yeah, man, I don't know what the fuck's going on in Stadia Land, but holy do, shit. Do they know? I, I, nope, they, they <laughs> sure don't. Yeah, so. Uh, Dude, like. Like at this point, I'm just like, who the fuck works there anymore? Like, who works for at the stadia department? Like, like there, there's no way Stadia remains a platform over like the next couple years, right? Like, there's there's no fucking way at this point, uh, right? I would say next year, yeah, probably a couple of years. Uh, we'll see. to be determined. It, it it would take a strong boosting, which I just don't think they have. They have it in for you know. Yeah, I was like, not only do they not have a strong exclusive, who's going to give it to them at this point? Like, Exactly. Who's going to give you the exclusive for all nine people that are still playing Stadia? It, and eight it, of those people have, are Jesus. Like, to take a blank check from Google. Yeah, like, I... I don't know, man. Like, at, part of me thinks, like, holy shit, like, this is such a bummer for Stadia. But then, like, I'm also just like, yo it's fucking google like they have all the power in the world to probably make this thing successful and they just did everything in their power to not give a shit about stadia it's just it's not their wheelhouse and i don't know why they couldn't even it's just it's just so backwards they just didn't know what they were doing yeah man like th this this thing is on fucking life support right now and i feel like we're, we're we're just waiting for the call for someone to pull the fucking plug right and you know when the industry's waiting for someone else to slip in it, you know the same way microsoft did and insert of themselves but you know what 
they did it right and i don't know why someone else hasn't figured it out i think it's i think it's hard man like yeah people might want something different but how do you how do you compete with what's already established especially when what's already been established is so like fucking it's it's like it's like how how do you beat Sony and Microsoft? Like, how do you beat fucking Nintendo? I was, you know I what was I mean? Like, say, do you think the Switch might have been, you know, like the, like slashing the Achilles heel under Stadia because Stadia's gimmick is play anywhere and the Switch's gimmick is play anywhere, but we're Nintendo. I think I think the slash in Stadia's Achilles heel was fucking Google, man. Like, it's just like. They, Google, the way Google works, the way Google works is like, if something's not an immediate success right out of the fucking gate, they just shit can it and like forget about it, let it wither away. Like, look at fucking Google Plus. Remember Google Plus? Yeah. And how that was supposed to be like, oh, this is the Facebook killer. You know what I mean? Like, this is the future of social media. And then, like, you know, nobody downloaded it. And so they were just like, oh, we're just going to forget about this. And then, like, years down the line, they were just like, uh, we're getting rid of it. People were like, oh, this is still a thing. <laughs> like, so would you say Google killed Google? I would say so. Um, for sure. It's like they, they thought Stadia was going to be the biggest fucking shit, I think. And when, the, when it wasn't, they were just like, up, oh, wash we our tried. hands of the situation. We're done. That's it. Let it wither and die in the fucking sun like a, like a fucking cretin. Google killed the Stadia star. I'm I'm upset at that. I'm gonna. That's that's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um. God, you made me lose my train of thought. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking. Um. What the fuck? Yeah. Fucking Google. Google fucking put Stadia out to pasture. I think. Uh. They're just instead of giving it the old yeller treatment they're just they just kneecapped it they're watching it bleed out slowly oh that's rough i mean that's what it fucking feels like man uh, they could have like of mice amend it but they did not yeah no they're just like they just shot it and they were just like well go ahead and lie there <laughs> poking it with a stick at this point <laughs> insane do something yeah basically like, come on get up like do something and well well fucking stadia is just there with like a gunshot wound to the fucking stomach Looking like oh man dude it, it sucks because like you know I, I feel like i had this same issue with like microsoft in the past you know like i was we were both very critical of of microsoft and xbox and like we were just like fuck man i want to see them turn it around real bad like i, I really do I think, and they fucking did it. I think the main difference is for Microsoft, you could see, I guess, the setup phases for this like era that they're in. Glimmers of hope. Right. And like, part of it's like, okay, well, it's not paying off yet. And lit, lit, in, in hindsight, it's like, okay, they didn't mean for it to pay off then. They were setting themselves up for now. What, what's happening? Yeah, they're, they're, playing, they're playing the fucking long game. Right. And they're setting themselves up for things to come to fruition. And like with Sadie, it's like, can they even do that? Like Stadia had no Stadia has no fucking long game, man. They were just like, we're gonna put this out, we're gonna be successful, we're gonna make so much money, and it's gonna be sick. And then it turns out, like, wait, no one bought this thing, right? And it's coming to the point where it's like, okay, Microsoft's doing Stadia, you know, like XCloud is is gonna be a thing coming even soon to Apple. 
So and literally every phone, which Stadia never got to the point of, can run games on. And yeah, Microsoft outstated Stadia. Right. And Microsoft is becoming the thing of, yeah, take games with you. Very much in vain of, or not in the same in vain, in the same vein of Nintendo, which are two very healthy, but those two companies have a very healthy relationship with each other. And I don't think Stadia has anything like that. Like, if Stadia would have had something like EA Play, they might have gotten more casuals like the Madden crowd. Microsoft got it. Yeah, like, I think I think Google's just like they're too they were too afraid to take any fucking risks with their shit. Maybe it's just like oh we'll get Destiny and we'll be fine. Yeah, and that that worked out well. And now and it's just like you got even like, Amazon why, doing it now. Yeah, like, fucking. I I don't know, man. Like it just and like even with like the Amazon stuff, like they're not trying to do what stated it. They're just like here's the thing. Like yeah, and. It's still like a beta phase, I believe. So, but they didn't hype it up like crazy either. Oh yeah, dude! You would have thought the you would have thought fucking Stadia was about to be the second coming of Christ or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it just turned out to be a fucking big old fucking flop. And I mean, it sucks for the people that like worked real hard on that shit, man. Like I I feel real bad for like developers and like console makers and just everyone that has to like work for like the stadia thing it's just dude like i think it was the right the idea fuck? executed poorly and i don't think it was the developers fault that it was executed poorly no it's cool no yeah no one gets hired to put out a bad product unless you're working in like a b-movie studio yeah, you're you're not trying to ascend, yeah, like you just said, you're not trying to put out bad shit, but it's just like I, I think they were just hamstrung by Google just thinking everything was gonna be great right out the gate, and then when it wasn't, they shit canned it basically. Right, exactly. So we'll see. Fuck Google is what, what I'm saying. Yeah, fuck Google. Even though I use Chrome. Fuck yeah, it's the only browser I trust myself to use, but fuck Google anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Incognito mode all the time, baby. Let's go. There you go. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a fucking mess, dude. Yep, us or Stadia? Uh, well, now that you asked me that, I'm not sure. I'm going to lean towards Stadia, but us also. Okay, we'll go over that. Um, you want to do these uh, last two news bits that we got? Yeah, first? I'll I'll do these last two little ones here. Um, so this one's just real quick. Um, so this comes on the heels of uh, oh, I forget the name of the fucking studio. I am a big fat piece of shit. Uh, the studio behind uh, the Yakuza games. God damn it. I believe it's... Well, I know it's Sega that publishes it, but I think it's Ryuga Gotoko Studios. Um, uh, yeah, they made Yakuza Like a Dragon. They're coming out with a... They just announced a sequel to Judgment, which is a game that was basically also just Yakuza. Um, they announced that game, and they also basically, basically announced that Yakuza going forward is going to remain a turn-based strategy game. Uh, which I believe cements the fact that like 
Ichiban Kasuga is the new main face of the Yakuza franchise. Before it was Kazama Kiryu. Now it's Ichiban Kasuga. Um, I was like on the fence about this at first until I saw that the Judgment series is going to be like their traditional like Yakuza, like the beat em up style game. Right. Um, and obviously, I don't really have too many complaints about this because I've gushed on this podcast about how much I fucking loved Like a Dragon. I just think it, it's like this is it was like the first step until them like realizing what they should do with turn-based stuff. I think if they fucking nail it, future Yakuza games being turn-based are going to be fucking sick. Like I, I think this is a great move. I'm very excited about it. Uh, I think the turn-based Yakuza format works really well. And like I said, if it wasn't for the fact that it came out so late or that I didn't play it so late in the year last year, I think Yakuza Like a Dragon would have been my game of the year. It's still a very strong fucking contender for my game of the year this year. So I will fucking... I would love to play another one. So did that game alienate any of its audience or probably not? I think it did. Uh, I, I definitely know some people that were very turned off by the turn-based portion of it. Whereas I, I know some people, though, that did start off disliking it and then turned uh the other way like like eventually like turn themselves around on it but oh yeah like that that's such a dramatic change for like how those games play like they are they are beat em up games you know like that that was that was the yakuza series and and going from that to like turn based it's it's is, a dramatic uh, shift that's straight up opposite ends of the fucking spectrum in terms of gameplay so, yeah, I, I I would have been surprised if it if like it didn't alienate anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, <laughs> but I, I guess it did well enough. Yeah, I guess I guess it fucking did. I I feel like though, like you know, it's a Japanese studio, and I think it I think they would have done this regardless. Yeah, probably. But I don't know, man. I am. I'm excited for it, man. I think I think it should be I think it should be really cool um, that that they're going on this route. Ichiban Kasuga is probably one of my favorite uh, video game protagonists that have been in a video game in a long fucking time. Oh man, it's really good. Like these, like it's the Yakuza games. I've likened them to. I've said this on the podcast also. They are they are like fucking hardcore like mob drama movies right but like halfway through they become an episode of the simpsons and then they transition back into like the drama stuff so, like and, and it does that shit flawlessly and i don't know it's, it's so goofy and i think turn-based rpg style lends it to the goofiness like straight up dude because they've been turn-based they have allowed like summons like you can do you can cat quote cast other quote summon spells in the game and you can summon a fucking crawfish to attack people Hell yeah. <laughs> like it's the it's the dumbest shit in the world but i think the turn base like adds to the wackiness of yakuza it's it fucking rocks man uh i'm gonna end up i'm gonna stop now before i end up just talking about like a dragon for another 45 minutes but <laughs> it's turn base yakuza is my shit keep it up well uh that's what they'll be doing <laughs> Last bit of uh, news here uh, for this episode. Uh, Ubisoft announced that uh, Skull and Bones, uh, their their pirate game, is getting delayed 
as of right now, it looks like he's getting delayed to late 2022, possibly to early 2023. Um, so I am officially putting this game at the it is never coming out point. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the game looks cool, but then you also remember it's an Ubisoft game. And it's like, okay, imagine, you know, Ubisoft style like world markers across a fucking ocean. Well, what I imagine this as, it's just like, this is just gritty Sea of Thieves. Like, that's a, like what yeah. I think of whenever I see this game. Like, this is just like gritty Edgelord Sea of Thieves. And like, one of, like, granted, I don't play it a lot, but what I like about Sea of Thieves is how fucking cartoony it looks. Right. Like, you get to have fun with the whole pirate thing. Yeah, like, this is a, this is a dumb fucking pirate game. You know, that's a testament to like, it's a, it's a rare game. Like, it's, Right. Like, of course, Rare is going to do something super cool like that and make, like, a very, like, fanciful art style. And it works for pirates. Like, I don't mind gritty pirates, but it's just, like, I'm so, you know, I think of, like, Pirates of the Caribbean when I think of that. And then I see this game, and I'm just like, this is too much for me, man. Yeah, part of the fun of, like, CFDs is, like, it's fun to put on a stupid pirate voice and, like, talk shit with people. You know, like, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's just almost like, like borderline roleplay, I guess. Yeah, it's like, I know with this Skull and Bones game, like, I'm probably going to end up playing it, but it's like, I know what I'm going to get out of it. I'm going to get, like, a very serious, like, on the high seas adventure. But, like, with Sea of Thieves, like, I can just, I can get drunk on the boat, load myself into a cannon, and fire myself at an island. So it's just, like, it's so fucking, like, I love shit like that. Yep. Um, you know, like I like fighting the Kraken. I like fighting the fucking Megalodon and shit with friends. Like that's always really fun. It's just like I don't know, man. I don't know if I have. I, I don't know how much I really care about gritty pirate simulator. We'll find out. Can we'll fucking find out whenever that comes <laughs> out in the next thirty years? As let's say eventually. Well, I think that's it for news that we have here. A yeah. uh, little bit of a shorter episode, but you know, we're trying to get our bearings. We're both very it's, it's been it's been very busy, hectic around here, honestly. I can only imagine how it's been for you. Oh god. <laughs> you you actually do things, so occasionally. But uh yeah, any housekeeping we need to do before we uh or we roll on our merry way for the next two weeks. I was about to be like just a week, but yeah, no, yeah, we're riding off into the sunset a little bit longer this time. Uh let's see. I'd say just on your end, you know, go follow manabomb.exe. Hooray. Um tune in on Twitch because that is pretty much my only game time ever. So <laughs> <laughs> right now it's the schedule is Mondays, Thursdays, Resident Evil Days. Um Tuesday, Fridays, whatever other games I happen to be playing right now, it's Republic Commando. Um, we'll see what I end up doing after that. Um, so, if you're, if you listen to this day one, it'll be Republic Commando tonight. Uh, yeah, just hooray! Pretty much on that Twitch, it's the same as Twitter, Instagram, all of the above. You know, usual suspects. Woo underscore Keith. Woo is W H O O. God, fuck you, Chris. Wonderful. Um... I am on the internet in multiple places. Uh, Twitch, uh, Xcultula, Instagram, You Broke Like Glass. Uh, also on Instagram, uh, now Manabomb.exe. Also on Twitter now, uh, Manabomb.exe. No dot in the title because Twitter wouldn't let me. 
so it's just mana bomb exe i i, I have achieved some slight consistency which is hey we're getting there monumental for me <laughs> um yeah uh shirts by the time you're listening to this will probably be on sale realistically hopefully not sold out so you can pick up one again limited to 30 unless they sell out super fucking quick i'll figure it out um yeah that should be cool you can find us both collectively as the minigames podcast on twitter and instagram at minigamescast uh thank you guys for listening this was a lot of fun uh minigames episode 47 has officially come to a close we'll see you for the next one Goodbye. Make good choices.